Welcome to the SmoothJazz.com global presentation of Michael McDonald's latest album, Wide Open. I'm Sandy Shore. This is Michael's first album in nine years. It's his first recording of all original material since 2000. We've been waiting a long time, and I can assure you it's well worth the wait. Wide Open is a collection of 12 masterfully crafted songs featuring soulful tunes, heartfelt melodies. The project also delivers depth and thoughtfulness, both lyrically and musically, with world-class guests, which you're about to hear, including Robin Ford and Marcus Miller, Branford Marsalis. Joining me for this special premiere is the five-time Grammy Award-winning vocalist and songwriter, a gentleman with a most distinctive voice, a most comforting voice, and a voice that's been singing words with meanings and emotions for many years in many configurations. I'm very excited right now to say hello to Michael McDonald. Hey, Sandy. How are you? I'm wonderful. So glad to have you. Thanks for taking the time to do this today. We appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you. And congratulations, Mike, on such a beautiful new album. I'm sure you're very proud. Oh, well, thanks. I'm mostly glad it's done. <laughs> but, uh, we, had a, we had a great time making it. It just was uh, probably one of the longer projects I've ever done. I can imagine. I mean, you can hear that. There's just a lot of depth in this. Yeah, it mostly uh, it took a while Primarily because of uh, the logistics of it. A lot of the stuff early on was were just demos that we had cut and trying to kind of keep up with logging up any original material during the Motown period when we were doing the three Motown records. And so every once in a while when I was, you know, writing throughout that period, uh, I would go into studio and try to cut a, a quickie demo, you know, on uh, whatever it is, so I wouldn't forget it, you know, uh, by the time we got done with the Motown stuff. Mm -hmm. And uh, oddly enough, some of those things wound up actually being the tracks that you hear on this record. That's amazing. You know, the last time I saw you and that we spoke was on the Dave Cause cruise in the Mediterranean. Right. And we discussed the album that was kind of in the works then. That, that was like four years ago. And you were talking about maybe using some ukulele and stringed instruments. You had a completely different concept going then. It's taken a total Totally different creative direction, hasn't it? Well, yeah, it, it has. I think more than anything, I've kind of went with, uh, like I say, some of the original demos that I thought I might re-record. Actually did record some stuff with Robin Ford in the interim period also that I actually did play ukulele on, but uh, we didn't use that stuff on this record. Um, oh, okay. And, uh, you know, like I said, I was glad to finally get this one finished, and it had been kind of languishing for a while while I did other projects, and uh, uh, it was nice to get back to it and finish it out. I did play a bit of guitar on this uh, album, which is not usual for me, but that, again, was you know kind of more of a circumstance that was presented by the way we did the record, because... Uh, and, and a lot of it I did replace with somebody who actually knows how to play guitar, so <laughs> that, that always helps. But the originally, uh, originally, a lot of the songs were laid down with myself and really just my drummer, producer, Shannon Forrest. Great drummer, great engineer, fabulous producer. Uh, mm. Most of the tracks started with just he and I. You know? Wow, okay. And they've just really taken shape and they, they grew into something of themselves, didn't they, each track? Yeah, it was a fun way to do it. You know, it was a fun process to watch the things kind of morph, you know, along the way. I'm sure. And your voice sounds incredible, Michael. Are you, do you do anything to keep it conditioned or is that just a blessing? Um, you know, mostly it's probably just a blessing. I, I do try to sleep a lot <laughs> so when I'm on the road, you know, that's, that's my yeah. main concern is that I'm not going to get enough sleep because that's the first thing to go, you know, is the voice, mm -hmm. you know, but uh, as we all know, but you know, I, if I get a good four or five hours a night, I'm good, you know, but sometimes it's even hard to get that much when you're traveling because we, uh, we tend to roll after the shows because of the distances between 
gigs. And uh, so sometimes when we have a 10-hour ride, we'll leave right after the show that night and uh, get in somewhere in the morning the next day. And, you know, the sleep you get on the bus is not really sleep. It's kind of a hazy netherworld of, yeah, you know, uh, consciousness or lack of, you know. Yeah. And so, you know, when I get in, I try to get at least a good four hours of solid sleep in a room, in a bed, you know. Yeah, you have to. But on the on the recording, I mean, you have absolutely, I'm not hearing any sign of wear. It's phenomenal. You sound amazing. Well, thank you. That's nice of you to say. <laughs> and it's true. Absolutely. So I have a question for you. Was it surprising to you in the recent years that you have been so embraced by the contemporary jazz community? from radio stations adding you to their playlist to headlining many, many jazz events and festivals? Well, I'm, I'm to say the least flattered, you know. Growing up, I wasn't, I never thought of myself as a jazz musician per se, you know. Although, you know, my ear was always drawn to, you know, like a lot of the uh, classic recordings by uh, uh, everyone from, you know, uh, Tony Bennett Sinatra to, you know, Nat King Cole. Uh, Miles Davis over the years, you know, things like that, that I always kind of picked up on the beauty of, of some of those arrangements and those arrangers and the musicians involved with making those records. But I you know, never thought of myself in that realm, per se. I was always just pretty much just playing in bars with uh, rock and roll bands and um, started out like most young musicians in the United States in somebody's garage, some poor mother's garage, you know. <laughs> and um, uh, it was really very flattering to kind of grow into that format on, at radio and, uh, and to be embraced by, uh, you know, jazz radio. It's uh, it always felt like a real honor to me. You know? I have a theory about it. I think that this audience, they, we actually yearn for new music, you know, not just the hits, not just the classics, but new music. And you deliver. I mean, it might take a little while, but when you deliver, you deliver. And I think that's what this genre and audience has in common with younger music fans, a love and a passion for new music from artists. And I think that's explaining a lot why the younger audience and other young music festivals are embracing you. You just had a tremendous welcome at Coachella with Thundercat, didn't you? Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Steve Bruner, Thundercat, is just an amazingly talented kid. And so much so in uh, what I love about an artist like Thundercat is how they kind of come forward, you know, carrying on a lot of tradition in their music and yet somehow reinventing it into something of their own. And I think that's what it's really all about is... uh, you know, all the music genres, mm-hmm. you know, ultimately uh, to stay alive, you know, you have to grow. And I, I see that in, in all the different genres across the board, you know, a, a lot of uh, the music here in Nashville, the younger artists, you know, as they reinvent. And it's always met with a certain amount of pushback, you know, from purists and people like that, you know, who don't want to hear things change. Yes. But basically, I think in the end, what actually keeps a genre of music alive and um, and relevant is the fact that it does evolve with the years and and really what's fundamentally great about it is always timeless and so like with Thundercat I really didn't find it hard to you know integrate you know in terms of working with him on a song and because uh, I think we speak the same language fundamentally but what I really was excited about for my own sake was, in a selfish way, was the energy and the new uh, harmonic sensibility that he seemed to be bringing, you know, to things that I recognized but never quite saw that way, you know. 
Absolutely, yeah. No, I completely understand that. And I do think we have that in common in this genre. Uh, it is a very forward moving, thankfully, now that it's mostly off of the FM and onto other platforms of availability. With contemporary jazz, it's kind of morphing into something that is, an, I call it a genreless genre at this point, you know? And um, Yeah, it's true. Yeah, and I think you, and I know you, you're talking to a lot of people. You will be interviewed by the greats for this album, but I personally just want to thank you for your commitment and dedication to releasing something new. And I know it was a lot of work, Michael, but thank you from the bottom of my heart for this. Oh, well, you're, thank you. I appreciate the, your time and, and attention, believe me. It's... I want to turn things over to you now. I mean, I'd love to talk to you for hours, and I know you don't have that kind of time, but I'd love to let our audience hear this whole album, and it's just delightful that we've got you with us to take us track by track. I'm going to confess this. The first song is it's hard for me to pick a favorite, but I think this is my favorite, and I'll let you introduce it now, and we can get started with the premiere on smoothjazz.com of Wide Open. Well, thanks, Sandy. Um, I so appreciate the opportunity to play this uh, stuff over the radio for everybody. And uh, the first song on the record is a song that, this was the latecomer on the album, the last thing that I actually wrote for the record. It's a song titled Hail Mary. My wife, Amy, has, joins me on it. She's the female voice in the background. And like all the songs, kind of started off as a demo. I recorded with my brother-in-law, Grady Walker, producer, uh, arranger and producer in his own right. And uh, we decided to kind of add this to the collection of songs for this album, a song titled Hail Mary. a song I uh, wrote with Gary Nicholson, the great Gary Nicholson, uh, a great Nashville writer, a song entitled Just Strong Enough. 
Thanks for listening. And the next song you're going to hear is uh, also from the new album, a song that I was probably aiming at contemporary jazz radio with, a song entitled Find It In Your Heart on smoothjazz.com. Truth. This is Michael McDonald. One of my favorite songs on the record uh, for a couple of reasons, not the least of which I wrote that song with my son, Dylan McDonald. His uncle, uh, my brother-in-law, Grady Walker, the three of us penned that one, and uh, it was kind of a family affair. So uh, it was a song entitled Half Truth. The next song coming up for you is a song I wrote with my good friend John Goodwin, another great Nashville writer, and it's a song entitled Ain't No Good on smoothjazz.com. Emotion. 
song uh, entitled Honest Emotion. Again, I wrote that song with my good friend John Goodwin from Nashville and Charlie Frichtel, great bass player, friend of mine, great songwriter in his own right, guy who played in my band for many years. That's a lovely, sweet song, isn't it? Very acoustic driven. Oh, well, thanks. Yeah, sounds great. I want to let people know that they are listening to the smoothjazz.com premiere artist presentation of your album, Michael McDonald's Wide Open, which was just released yesterday, September 15th, and available worldwide now. Thanks so much again for joining us, Michael. It's a pleasure to have you. Thanks, Andy. My, my pleasure. I had the opportunity to see you recently. Uh, you were in California, and I snuck on down to uh, the Paso Robles show. What a great event that was. Oh, thanks. Yeah, that was a fun, that's uh, always kind of a fun show because it's not that far from home, you know, so we get a lot of friends and family come up for that one. Yeah. Absolutely. It's right in the middle of actually where you and I both live. You're more towards Santa Barbara and I'm in Monterey. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. It's a great meeting ground. And you know what? I love the wines and the, just the rolling hills. It's just, and the people are so nice. You know, it was beautiful. Yeah, it is. It's a beautiful part of the coast and probably one of the more peaceful parts of California still left, you know, where there's not, not that many people. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Now, I have to say, I noticed, Michael, that you have, you must have adapted some superhero lifestyle because you look amazing. What have you been doing? <laughs> oh, um, besides fighting crime at night. Um, <laughs> exactly. Actually, uh, not much. You know, I, I, uh, I just kind of made up my mind it was time to uh, feel a little better, you know, and uh, as I was getting older, I realized that, you know, my laziness was catching up with me. So I uh, decided to kind of shed a few pounds and, you know, mostly the best way for me to do that is, I, is just kind of eating program and just kind of really watching what I eat and, and, it, and it seemed to help. I got to say, I do feel better. Mm-hmm. Especially when I, when I had to get up and get out on the road, it just kind of makes the whole thing a lot more enjoyable to be out there playing and, you know, keeping my energy at a certain consistency. It's uh, it's always important, you know, and uh, as we get older, you know, we have to kind of start watching what we eat. So that's my story. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, you look good. You look good and you must feel great because I know that requires a lot to be on the road. I mean, not just the plane part of it, but the moving, the traveling, the airplane, the airport, you know? No, it, it does help, like I say, to, to shed a few pounds, too, because you get around a lot easier, you know? Well, congratulations. I've been joining you in that, and this year I've committed to it as well, and I've lost 50 pounds so far. Oh, wow. That's fantastic. So, yeah. yeah it's great. It, it's just a big difference, you know? And I was just so, I was so inspired to see you doing the same, so congratulations to you. You, too. Thank okay. you. We are listening to the entire album of Wide Open. This is a fantastic new project from Michael McDonald, 12 new tracks, and Michael's giving us his time and some inside information on uh, how the songs came about, who he wrote with and penned with, special guests and all that, and I'm going to let you continue. We're picking up here with Blessing in Disguise. Blessing in Disguise was a tune I wrote with a good friend of mine from Ireland, John Prepard, originally from Ireland, lives in London these days, great songwriter. He's written songs for a lot of artists, uh, Garth Brooks being one of them, and a few other artists here in Nashville. Uh, great talent. Blessing in Disguise uh, was a tune. He actually sent me a track on that that he had recorded. And in our re-recording of it, we pretty much mimicked the track he sent because it just it felt right, you know. And unfortunately, we wanted to kind of, it was a home demo, so we, we needed to re-record it. Otherwise, I think I would have just used his track, but it was just a, a great track, and uh, it kind of immediately got me uh, 
thinking about, you know, just, I think the lyric and the melody were almost a stream of consciousness kind of thing. You know, it was just something I sang to his demo and uh, sent back to him and, and he liked it, you know, so I was, I was thrilled. We sat on that demo for many years thinking of who we might play it for and, and who might be the artist for the song. And during the interim, he would always say, I wish you would do that song because it sounds good with you singing it. And, and as it turns out, I, I did wind up doing it. Branford came on board for us and was very generous with his time because at the time he was very busy and um, was really appreciative of the fact that he made time for us. In fact, it was not far from Paso Robles where he actually laid down his track and did his overdub in San Luis Obispo. Uh, at the college there. He was doing a residency, a teaching residency there at the college and their music program and their jazz program. And uh, we caught him there and found a little studio, believe it or not, in the middle of nowhere, uh, San Luis Obispo, Central Coast, California. Branford came in and in one take just nailed it. You know, and, uh, I think he practiced it down once and then the next take was, was a keeper. Wow. And here it is on smoothjazz.com. titled Dark Side from the album. One of the first tracks we probably cut for this record back about eight years ago. A lot of uh, great musicians came, came uh, to our aid on that one. This next one we're gonna play for you is a song I wrote with a good friend of mine, I think back in 1980, early 1980s, when I was still living in California, a good friend of mine, Pete Leinheiser, and I wrote this song. A song entitled, If You Wanted to Hurt Me. Now my fleeting joy grows so deep. 
that was Beautiful Child, a track from the album. A song I wrote with, uh, started with a good friend of mine 20 years ago or more, a guy who I grew up with in Ferguson, Missouri. We played in a lot of bands together around St. Louis area, Chuck Sabatino. Uh, he and I had known each other since we were 12 years old and um, played in a lot of bands, as I mentioned. Wrote a lot of songs together over the years, this being one of them. This one we started was the last song he and I started to write together just before he passed away. We never got to finish it. So Bernie Cheravelli, my guitar player, and I finished the song. You know, Chuck is a guy that we think about quite often. He was a phenomenal human being, besides being a phenomenal musician. And we were very fortunate to work with him all those years. And all these years later, here he is still contributing to the music of this band. And I feel very blessed for that reason. And so I dedicate that song to him, Chuck Sabatino. The next song we're going to do for you a song I wrote with another good friend of mine from St. Louis, Missouri guy I played in bands with, going all the way back to the mid-60s, we played together. Russ Bono was his name, and, and we wrote this song together, a song titled Too Short. favorite songs on this record. I can say that because it's not one that I wrote. It was written by a good friend of mine, Richard Steckel, a guy who I've admired for many, many years as a songwriter. I, I think he's one of the best songwriters I know, and uh, or know of even, Richard Steckel. But uh, uh, it's a song that I've been wanting to do for a while, and uh, finally got the chance on this record to, to do a track of it uh, called Free a Man. And Love Will Follow. And love will follow, that's for sure. What a statement, and, and what a great song to wrap this project up with. And it is a full-on burner, isn't it? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, that's one of the reasons I love the song so much, is its potential live. Is, is It's a lot of fun for the band to play, because it's kind of a jam song. You know, we get to yeah. all take a solo, and we all get to jam for a, a few hundred bars, you know. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and it's a lot of fun for that reason. But I also felt like it was the conversation that we are having as we speak in this country, you know. Uh, it seems so timely, yes. you know, uh, lyrically speaking. And uh, and it seems to just kind of put it out there that quite possibly we're supposed to take this constitution that we call the cornerstone of our government and our society 
uh, that we're supposed to take it seriously and we're supposed to uh, take it and apply it to all citizens and not just those who look and act and talk like us, you know, but actually the fact that if you're an American citizen, you uh, deserve to not be discriminated against. Yes, and this is a country that was built by all different kinds of people. That's what makes us so great. Well, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. That's what a right. celebration we, we could be having of our differences. And I really appreciate this song very much. It's it's extremely important lyrically and musically. I mean, it is, it's truly a, a fusion of jazz and rock and everything musical and lyrical. Thanks for this. It's great. Great way to end. Oh, I know. I appreciate it. It's, uh, like I say, a lot of fun to play. Uh, and like I say, it is kind of a jazz, funk, uh, psychedelic <laughs> song. So. Yeah, I mean, no, it's like the seatbelts are off, you know, and the speed limiter is off. It's just, it's gone, you know. <laughs> it was exciting to play here on smoothjazz.com. Michael, what I loved about the Paso Robles show is that you decided to focus heavily on the new music and the audience loved it. And it was so cool. I think you must have played a half a dozen off the album. Is that right? We did. We did about five or six off the new record. And I really have to say, I, I so appreciated the audience's you know, acceptance uh, and because, uh, you know, with the new material and especially with from a record that's not even released yet, felt like there was a potential for us to be bludgeoning these poor people with music they've never heard before. But surprisingly and quite uh, excited about it, the fact that they they seem to really uh, enjoy the new stuff. And so it was encouraging for us. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Oh, they did. I mean, I was right out there with them and I could see it and happy to tell you that you are not relegated to classic rock radio, for sure. You're you're free. And I mean, you get to be there, too. But it looks like everybody wants a, to have some of this music, you know, in their mix, which is a great thing. You know, it's a great thing. Oh, well, thank you. Now that you are, you know, kind of back in the mix with the new album and all of that, have you thought about expanding, you know, because the lyrics being as important as they are, especially in the times we're living in, have you ever thought about putting out a, a book of writing? or poetry or prose or, I don't know, Michael, a video series, a blog, <laughs> something more than just music? Has that ever crossed your mind? Well, it has, you know, I mean, only in the sense that I, uh, I have, you know, over the years written an editorial piece here or there for magazines and, and or uh, a short story here and there. In fact, uh, my friend I mentioned earlier, uh, Russ Bono and I have been working on a, a story. It started out as a children's story, but you know, kind of uh, morphed over the period of time into something that maybe quite possibly might even uh, be a musical play at some point, I think, and uh, which is starting to take on that form a little more. And uh, we've got a bunch of songs written for it. That's awesome. And uh, a story, and it takes place, you know, it's set in the uh, context of uh, Katrina. Uh, hurricane in New Orleans and uh, and, and really all the story is about is just about the beauty of culture and how uh, you know this is just one perspective of culture in America uh, but how much it plays into our identity uh, as people and, and what we think of as home has so much to do with the culture we're raised in uh, and how all these cultures uh, are valuable and make up uh, what we know of, of as America. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Well, you know, you got yourself in, in fighting shape. You've got some great things to say, and I would like to encourage you to keep exploring that expression and you know communication any, any way you can. You've got that voice. Everybody hears it. It's kind of, it blends into the instrumentation. And I don't know how many people notice all of the lyrics in every song, but the lyrics carry such weight and impact, just like the musicianship. And my favorite line, I, I, I jotted it down, 
down the other day and listening to the album, something that I think could actually really change people's lives, like right away, was the line, if reality can change with every peak and valley, there's no use regretting some road I didn't take. Right, right. Well, that and uh, that being from Blessing in Disguise, yeah, I, uh, I, I always kind of, I had to live a, lot, a little while to kind of understand that, uh, you know, every bad thing that ever happened in my life uh, usually turns out to be the best thing that ever happened to me in my life. <laughs> yeah, that was that stream of consciousness you were talking about that you just started singing. And those are the lyrics that mean so much right now. I think a lot of us are turning inward to do what we can to live in this world until it changes. And um, I really appreciate you taking the time to write all of this. And I, that's why I'm saying anything more we can get that's motivational or inspirational, we appreciate. Thank you. Well, thanks, Sandy. That's nice of you. Yeah. And thanks for your time today. What a fun time this has been to present wide open to the smoothjazz.com global audience. And we'll look forward to catching up with you out there. The website, of course, is Michael McDonald, looking fantastic with all the new graphics on there and the tour dates. And you do some social media. I see you on Facebook from time to time. And and all the good stuff like that? Yeah, treading lightly on Facebook these days. <laughs> are, are you? Okay. <laughs> You're not really tweeting, are you? Uh, I don't tweet, no. I, I uh, figure it's, that's a little too dangerous for someone like me with a fairly uncontrolled stream of consciousness. But, you know, uh, I, I do like Facebook, though. I like, I like the fact that if I put a picture of my dog up there, I get like 6,000 hits. If I put a tour date or a new album up there, I get like three hits, you know? <laughs> <laughs> That is not true. But we do like dogs, you know. <laughs> Congratulations again, Michael, on a wonderful success. And, and I hope you're celebrating the weekend with this brand new album out. And we'll look forward to seeing you again on the road, okay? Yeah, Sandy, thanks so much. Appreciate it. You bet. For SmoothJazz.com, I'm Sandy Shore. Every day.